forces like our health and local government. With Irene, I'm Rod, and we are stronger together. I have been getting text messages. I've had people stopping me, talking to me about our our podcast here, Stronger Together. I'm getting total pinky and the brain vibes, Rod. I think we're going to take over the podcast world. World domination. That's our next step. Yeah, I was looking at our stats and we got a few listeners, not only in Ireland, but also in the UK, Greece and Portugal. I wonder if my father listened to my podcast. My dad has listened to it about 30 times, I'm sure, so you could just scratch out a few of those. We have been having a good feedback, and we got already a few emails in asking a few questions. There was a, a good few about the role of our local official, uh, Richie Carruthers. So we will be having Richie coming in in a few minutes. We're just waiting for him to arrive. Um, but he'll be talking to us a little bit about what he does. And I have been absolutely inundated with people asking questions about Irish water and also job evaluation. So hopefully we'll get to talk to Richie about that or maybe in our next podcast. So I wonder, is Richie late today because he's still celebrating um, Liverpool winning the Champions League? Well, I don't know. It's last week. And after, after so many years of not winning anything, one week of celebrations might not be enough. I suppose they did conquer all of Europe. They did indeed. Irene, in the meantime, while we wait for Richie, what's happening out there with Forza nationally? Just um, there on Tuesday, Forza Senior General Secretary Kevin Callanan was actually talking about climate change and he referenced um, that unions will become very irrelevant to young people if they fail to prioritise climate change. Um, it's just great to see such an interest coming from high up in the union. What do you think, Rod? Well, Irene, I think it's brilliant that we are embracing causes that have a deep impact in the general community. We can do something about it. So how about local news, Irene? What do we have? Yeah, talking about the community and local news, on Friday night, that's the 14th of June, out in Ballymote, there's going to be a showing of the Ragged Trouser Philanthropist. Uh, we have two tickets to give away. If you just go on Twitter or Facebook, like and retweet, we'll be picking a winner on Wednesday. Um, if you are not lucky enough to win, you can purchase tickets for €15 Euro or €10 Euro for union members with a valid union card. That's brilliant. I hope to see you all there. By the way, Richie's just in. Hi, Richie. Welcome. So, Richie, welcome to Stronger Together today. Um, you're quite happy to be here, I think. How do you feel about these podcasts? Well, look, uh, in my view, I think we need to be uh, looking at innovative ways on which to communicate our message to members to let people know what we're doing on the ground. I think uh, some of the old traditional tried and tested ways are good, but I think that we have a whole new generation of people who engage in society and communications in a, in a different way. And I think that the Sligo branch has always been pretty cutting edge when it comes to, to engaging innovatively. Um, and I think that... Uh, having the podcast and the success of, of previous podcasts has been really uh, encouraging and I know it's been used as a beacon elsewhere to encourage branches to think outside the box in terms of how they might go about it. So I'm delighted to be here and thank you very much for having me. And thanks for coming. So Richie, could you tell us a little bit about your role? You are the Assistant General Secretary of the North West, but what is it you do and can you tell us a little bit about your day-to-day -day job? So... 
First and foremostly, I see myself as a, as a union activist, as a union organiser. It just so happens that I'm a, a, a union member of staff. Um, I came up through the public sector uh, like most. I started life uh, being a student activist back in the day. Uh, I then went on to become a housing officer in Manchester City Council. And like my father told me to do, the first thing I did was join the union. So I see my professional uh, union life being very much the genesis of, of what I did as a union activist. And that's the thing that unites us all. We carry a, a, a union card. Our job is to try and make things better for people in the workplace. So primarily, I see my job description as protecting, defending and advancing where possible the terms and conditions of, of members. And that's in a, a myriad from, from paying conditions uh, to generally giving support and backup within the workplace. I, I, I think my job is to try and help uh, members and particularly our union branches articulate the message that they want to uh, communicate to management. Uh, so I see myself as very much uh, the, one of the people in the branch would refer to me as the hard help. Uh, I'm quite happy to be referred to as the hard help because I have a, a, a job which excites me because you get the work for the workers. Uh, sometimes we get to say things that people don't necessarily feel able to say themselves. Uh, so that there's a particular responsibility that comes with that in order to to give in voice to the voiceless or or, or trying to sharpen and hone the message uh, so i suppose on a day-to-day -day basis uh, you can be engaged in a, in a myriad of 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 difficulties uh, and, and and you know complex situations from negotiating uh, with management on paying conditions and general problems in the workplace to representing somebody at a grievance or disciplinary or or even a dismissal uh, to try and go into workplaces talking to, to new new members about what the union can um, do for them. So I think my job is very much uh, uh, a, a plethora and a mixture of all of those things. It's really interesting what you're bringing there because first of all you are showing that before being a union official you were you came from the ranks from the member ranks you were an activist and then you got a job in the union and that it's actually good to um, show a lot of our members that people like them can become human officials if they're passionate about it as well. Uh, I do have a question uh, regarding about the job that you do, because as we can see now from what you're telling us, you're always flat out doing things. And a lot of times we get members complaining, saying, well, I want to speak with Richie. Why can't he speak with us? Why can't he speak with us? It's, it's very hard for them to understand that there's a boatload of other things that you have to do uh, to, through your role. So usually for a member to be able to speak with you, what is the process? Well, look, first of all, I think that's a really good point. Um, what we're talking about is union power, right? And, and I had a conversation just this morning with, with people about union power uh, and union visibility. And, and the conversation was very much about the official being uh, seen to, to have the power and to be visible within the workplace. And of course, what I then try to explain to people is that what happens when the union official walks out the door? The natural extension of that is, is that any concept of power walks out the door with the individual. So I think that the, 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 the most important thing we can do and understand about power is that power relies within the workplace uh, and, and there is strength in numbers. And under the, the force of rule book, uh, the unit of organisation is within the branch. So the branch is the is the key unit of organisation uh, for members. So every member is a member of a branch and therefore that branch gets to democratically elect their representatives in order to, to engage with the official and also deal with members uh, in, 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 in the first instance. 
one of the things that we're blessed with in Sligo is that we have a a, a a whole cater and layer of people who are very skilled at what they've done. Uh, they, they are people who've been in the ranks for a long time. Plus we have newer people who have gained experience and education and training to be able to answer members' queries in the first instance. So sometimes there can be seen to be some sense of uh, um, tension, uh, you know, essential tension between branches and the official. I see that as, as slightly different. I think that, that it's very clear what I'm meant to do. When when matters become very serious and and, and escalated, it requires somebody with, with experience uh, and, and training in order to, to take it to a ne the next level. But very much, we have a very flat structure here in, in Sligo where, where I see myself as very much uh, part of the day-to-day -day activity of the branch. And I think the branch see me as one of their own. Um, so we have people who are skilled to deal with members in the first instance. The branch would make the decision when to escalate matters to uh, 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 the official. So if someone's going to be dismissed, for instance, it would be obvious that, that, that I would uh, uh, take on such a case, particularly if it was going to a third party. If there's high profile or difficult negotiations, I would do that in conjunction uh, with, with the branch. But it is very much a team effort. And I don't see myself as any more important than, than anybody else. I think that, that the important thing is that we all work to improve the lot of the people that we have on the ground, and that's people who are, who are members of the union. So as you're speaking there, I got um, an image in my head, is that when a person is sick, they don't go immediately to a brain surgeon if they just have the flu. The first point of contact will be the GP, and it'll be the GP that will... Uh, take care of that person and on a first instance only if the case becomes more complex then we get an expert in a specific condition to to treat that and that's how the branches work uh, yeah and i think that that most industrial relations problems or workplace problems in the main are resolved at a very low level uh, local um, way because it's important that the more complex and more difficult the problem, the greater escalation or priority that we give it. But but um, the branch would very much, you know, I, I can't think of a single, a single day that would pass where I wouldn't talk to our senior people in branches, the, the, the elected people in branches, uh, just sometimes knocking issues around or strategizing about what, what next steps are or what organizing and developing work we need to do. So as I say, it's very much a, a, a team effort. But in the Northwest, we have somewhere in the region of nearly 4,000 members, and they work in, in, in a, a different areas. So like um, the areas I'm responsible for is health and local government, the community and voluntary sector. And that can be where you have maybe hundreds of members in a hospital to one or two people who work in a small, small community uh, or voluntary enterprise. So what we, the union needs to do is deploy our, our resources uh, as best as possible but again I think that it's important what is the union it's a simple question what is it well it's an organization to try and protect members uh, but who is the union the union is run by members for members in the interests of members and I think that that if we see it in in very much in that line uh, my experience tells me that that workers on the ground trust the activists and the colleagues that they work with in the first in the first instance because they're the people they've got established relations with they're the people who they see on a daily basis uh, and i think it's important for members to realize that uh, simply getting access to the official isn't necessarily the best or the most appropriate uh, vehicle but for sure we have got very experienced officials there uh, when when they go and get tough and, and and things need to be escalated
Yeah, I'd like to add, as a rep, I've received great training from Forza and it allows me to answer day-to-day questions from members and on occasions I have had to bring things further and, you know, look for more advice on things. Um, Richie, would you welcome more reps? Do we need more reps? Well, look, just talking about yourself, if you don't mind. Uh, no problem. You operate on the basis where, where you recruit somebody who's new in the workplace, a young person like yourself. And you and I have spoken about this in the past, about how people become... Uh, interested in the union so you have someone who's new in the workplace Uh, the number one reason why people don't join trade unions in Ireland uh, and in Europe and we've got statistical evidence is because nobody ever asked them Uh, but if we take your your case in point Irene uh, someone engaged with you you were encouraged to join and and here we are a number of years later where you were addressing uh, a meeting in Sligo full of experienced trade unions from across the country about your experiences as, as a young worker. And I think the job uh, for the union is to try and to be innovative, to appeal to people, to ensure that people understand that the work that we do. Uh, and I think that the general experience of members when they decide to become more active is positive because uh, we're helping people hone and improve skills, uh, which isn't just within the workplace. Uh, which will help them and keep them in good stead for, for, for the years to come. So I would very much appeal to anybody who uh, is interested in getting involved to, to sit and talk to, not necessarily to myself, but somebody who's been come through yeah. the ranks, who's experienced that, uh, and to see if the union is for them. We're not running some kind of closed closed club here. Let's be clear, the union acts best when we act in the interests of, of, of the majority and the interests of the collective. And again, uh, in Sligo, we probably have somewhere in the region of 45 activists who sit on the various committees that we have. And those uh, uh, men and women, those lads and lasses, if you like, they're public servants. They're not paid for their union activity, but they believe that they're invested in their workplace. They can make the lot of, of for themselves and their colleagues to be better by being more active in the union. I would encourage people to consider becoming uh, more involved and, and taking that next step. That's great. So thanks a million, Richie. We hope to have you back for another podcast very soon. Delighted. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening in today. And again, a big thanks to Richie for coming along and talking to us. Yeah, it was brilliant having Richie. I'm looking forward now for Pat. Next week, he'll be with us. Pat Fallon is the chair of the branch executive. And hopefully, he'll talk a little bit about his current role with the Council of Trade Unions in Sligo. Yeah, Pat's a barrel of knowledge, so he is in the trade union world. He's great. Yep. So thank you, everyone. We had Irene. And Rod. And we're stronger together. See you all next week.